Yo, this is the Live from the Kitchen podcast with your host Virgil from Infrastructure of a Man. And today's topic is the power of knowing yourself. I want to read an excerpt from one of the books I'm passively reading right now, which is titled The 101 Essays That Will Change the Way You Think. The excerpt reads, when things don't work out the way you want them to, you think you failed only because you didn't recreate something you perceived as desirable. In reality, you you likely created something better, but foreign, and your brain misinterpreted it as bad because of that. Let's jump right in it. The most powerful knowledge one can possess is the knowledge of self. Not knowing yourself and not having a proper interpretation of the knowledge of yourself can cause you to walk out on your very calling that the creator put inside of you. Not having a clear vision or a clear plan with measurables can deceive you into believing you're miserable. Having a low, having low self-esteem and low self-worth can lead you to living someone else's dreams and not your own. And having a lack of self-discipline can lead you to self-sabotage. A few years ago, I'm going to go into a little a little personal story here. A few years ago, I used to work for a nonprofit company back home in Tampa. I worked for a few nonprofit companies. I absolutely love working for the nonprofit companies that I did work for. But this specific nonprofit company was actually everything that I had been looking for. But because I was lacking self-discipline, I had low self-esteem, low self-worth because I didn't have plans that were that were measurable. I didn't have a clear vision. And because I didn't know myself, I ended up messing up this excellent opportunity. When I was working with this company, it was it was it was everything that I literally asked for. It was everything and where I was going and what I wanted to do in my life. So here's here's what I had. And and a lot of people confused the two. I didn't have a plan. I had a dream. I didn't have a vision. I had a dream. Now, it was good to have dreams. But if your dreams aren't written down with step by step directions, as well as all of the variables that you can think of that comes with that, then it's just a dream. And it's not real until you write it down. So I hadn't written anything down. I had all of these dreams in my head of things that I wanted to do. Very great, very noble dreams. But I didn't have a a plan on how to get to those dreams and how to make those dreams become reality. When I was working with this this company, this nonprofit, this company actually did everything that I wanted to. Now, the specific section of the company that I worked in was the education section dealing with the students, but it had various other departments and sections that touched on helping people get jobs, career training and development, helping people purchase homes at a very affordable price, home purchasing programs and and many other skills and trainings 
and departments that this company had. These were all the things that I wanted to do with my company that I was running. So when I initially got the position, I was like, this is awesome. I can learn from these other companies and these other the branches of the departments and get this information so that way I can implement it into my company. And then eventually I was like, well, I can just partner with this company instead of reinventing the wheel. I can just partner with this company and people that I see that needs help. I can just send them to this company that's already established through my company. But in my specific department, it was cake. So I had my own office, but it wasn't an office job. This was the first time I've had my own office. I've had a cubicle, I've had a desk, I've had many things, but this is the first time I had my own office. My reporting supervisor was my mother's best friend, so you already know how that went. As long as I was doing what I needed to do, I was fine. My job consisted of me going to various high schools, so those of y'all who know me and who have listened to previous episodes, you know I used to work in education. Teaching, educating, helping people get the most out of themselves and giving them information to make themselves better are the things that I absolutely enjoy to do. So my job consisted of going to various high schools. I'm sorry. Also, for those of y'all know, one of the reasons that I got out of education is because even though I love teaching, I don't like being confined to one area. I know myself now. I didn't know that. I knew that at the time, but I didn't know how to implement it. But I know myself, so I love teaching. I just don't like being boxed in in one area. I don't like having to be, I didn't like being stuck in a classroom. I didn't like being stuck in a building. I like to be free and I like to move. This is why this, this, is why this position was also wonderful because my job consisted of me going to various high schools. So I wasn't stuck in one school. I got to go to all different high schools and I was able to create ways to help the students that were in our program prepare for success and life after high school we ran a club at the school some schools it was a club so we ran a club so when they had club day you know the, the students would come it would meet us one of the schools that we were at it was actually a high school it was actually a class so i would i would go and i would actually teach a class that the students would get credit for we also had a, a summer program that we helped the students with and we run an after school program for middle school students we did a stop the violence march before it was trendy. This was back in, I want to say 2018, 2019. So this is before, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement and all of that. We were, you know, going through many of the toughest neighborhoods and doing stop the violence marches. Uh, we organized college trips and career fairs for the students. And I was also able to crunch numbers and create a budget. One of the things that I learned about myself is I love research. I love researching information. I love math. I love numbers. So the fact that I was able to work on a budget, create a budget, research the things and how to make this budget flow. Like I love doing those things on top of the things that we were doing for the students. So this was a cake position for me specifically. Now, what ended up happening is I messed this situation up because it goes back to I didn't have the proper knowledge of myself. So though those were the things that I liked at that time I wasn't practicing mindfulness so I didn't actively know those were the things that I liked subconsciously yes and and in doing those things there were things that I enjoyed but because I didn't really know who I was and I was still putting who I was into other people 
especially into women that I was dating, I didn't take the time to appreciate the things that had been given to me that were great for me. I started dating a young lady at that time. And this is why this is also important to the story. I had just came out of a marriage. I was separated from my from my ex-wife, separated. I didn't even realize that I hadn't properly healed. And this was the thing about me. I continued to get in relationship after relationship after relationship, never really giving myself time to heal. A few weeks, you know, a month max, I would be in another relationship. With me doing those things, I never gave myself time to heal, like I stated. So this was me once again doing the same thing. And, and, and here's the crazy thing. I had actually understood, hey, I need some time to breathe, need some time to relax, need some time to rest. I wasn't out actively seeking women to date. I had, you know, female friends. I had women that I would converse with, but I was not actively looking for someone to be with. This individual came and approached me. So that was already something that I like because me, I've, I've always wanted to be the person that, okay, let me know that this that you're interested in me. Like, I don't mind doing the chasing, but let me know that you're interested in me. So by her coming to me, showed that, okay, she was interested in me. One of the main things that me and my ex-wife were getting to an issue about was our religious walks. We lived two different religious walks that actually ended up being the caveat to our divorce. So this individual also was in my religious walk. One of the things me and my ex-wife differed on was entrepreneurship versus working a nine to five. My ex-wife was adamant about me having a nine to five. I was like, hey, that's not what I want to do. I want to pursue my own entrepreneurial career. And I was set up doing it. I was, bills weren't not getting paid. You know, I still was taking care of my, my household responsibilities, making sure everything was taken care of. But my my wife, what's my ex-wife, what security looked like to her was different than the type of security that I was providing. Security to her was you working for somebody. Not the not what was being done, not the fact that I'm paying bills. It was you're not paying bills the way I feel safe in you paying bills. So it was a problem for her. Me saying, hey, I'm not doing that. This is who this is. This is one part of me. I do know I can't always work for somebody else. I have to work for myself because of who I am. So this woman, you know, we both had conversations about how we wanted to maneuver and start our own businesses. So she was basically where I made the mistake at. She wasn't the best person for me. She was just opposite of my ex-wife. And a lot of people make that mistake when they date. I want you all to get this. A lot of people make that mistake when they date. They don't look for somebody who's best for them. They look for somebody who's opposite of who they were dating before. And just because they're opposite of who you were dating before doesn't mean that they're, that they're good for you. So you have to sit down and make sure that the person that you're dealing with is someone who compliments you and not just in a few areas. The beginning of, of, of anything is going to be great because it's wonderful, it's fresh, you're new, you're talking a lot, you're getting to know one another. That's wonderful. But people go wrong because once that wears off, they don't know what to do after that. So you have to make sure that this person, not just what they're saying, but they are actually for you. But getting back on the story, I started dating this young lady and immediately 
it will not immediately but a little bit into our relationship what I was doing became an issue it became an issue because who she was and who I was did not commingle and mesh now I'm not going to sit here and say that she was shallow or materialistic or gold digger but those were the attributes that she was most focused on me I'm a man who just got out of a marriage who's trying to figure his life out get his life back together who's trying to get established on his own and I'm dealing with a woman who's worried about materialistic things we would have many arguments because she was like oh you don't dress a certain way you don't wear a certain type of clothes clothing and I said I would love to wear these types of clothing I would love to have these types of things however I'm still trying to figure out how to get my finances completely back on track because I have at the time I had four children I was divorced I had to figure out you know how to navigate and take care of all my children all this and that so I'm like once I get things back together now here's the thing my job it wasn't paying a ton of money however I was I had money that I was able to pay all my bills take care of all my children my child support at the time that I was on my my parental responsibilities when my children were with me do the things that I need to do pay pay all my bills and all of that I was able to do that but I still had to get comfortable in doing it in that manner because it it was something new to me I hadn't done that in some years because I just got out of a marriage it was something different so she's so busy working focusing on hey I want you to start dressing like this and I'm like I don't want to deal with that right now because that's not where my focus is at should have been a red flag to me and also because I hadn't been because I wasn't making a crazy amount of money like I said I made money to to live my life that was also an issue for her because she felt like hey a man should be able to take care of everything her all this and that and she had children of her own and all this and that and I'm like hey I'm gonna get there right now I'm not there I'm working to get there I have these other things that I'm doing but I'm working to get there so then that became an issue because now the job that I'm working the job that provides me everything that I love to do isn't bringing in the money that is comfortable enough for the woman that I'm now dating now here's the thing I ended up proposing got engaged she got pregnant so now I'm in this situation where I've made these huge commitments to an individual and now I have to honor my commitment but who this individual is is going against the things that I like like the things that I that I'm that I'm building on the things that I'm involved in so it caused a lot of issues and a lot of headaches it went through a whole situation that I'll discuss in another podcast but because I did not know who I was I now felt like I was miserable because I didn't write these things down I didn't set quote unquote smart goals I didn't do my reverse engineering I didn't do my SWOT analysis I didn't do any of those things for my life and for what I was trying to do I just knew hey I was doing something I like to do it so now I'm thinking I'm miserable I'm not measuring up I'm not 
I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do, but all of my responsibilities are being handled. Nobody's having to worry or, you know, nobody's having to worry about a thing. And on top of that, this individual I'm dating, if she needed help with anything, I always was able to, to help her financially. So I don't, I'm not sure what her issue was uh, in regards to that, but I just know it didn't line up. But because it wasn't lining up and because I didn't have self-worth, I was still looking for external validation. So because she did not approve of what it was that I was doing, because it didn't allow her to be satisfied with all of these materialistic things. Now, because I'm putting my value in in her, oh, I'm sorry, I'm putting my worth in her value of me. Now it's causing me to try to figure out something else that's going to get me somewhere else. So because I didn't know myself, because I had low self-worth, because I didn't have a plan, because I didn't have self-esteem, all of these things. Now I'm looking like, okay, what, what can I do to make more money? What can I do? I did little side end jobs and things like that, but that was more difficult for me to do because now I'm basically like a single father. Like I had my children a lot of times. Like, you know, no knock to dads. Some dads, they get their children on the weekends, you know, Friday night, Saturday morning, they go back home Sunday evening or they drop their children off Monday morning at school. I did not want to be that father. Once I realized the importance of fatherhood, I did not want to be a part-time dad. So my children were with me three to six days out of the week. And I had four different children. My oldest son was with me almost every day because his mother was going through a transition in, in her career. And I was like, hey, I got you. Don't worry about it. You know, do what you feel like you need to do. You know, I know you got bills. You got to pay and all this and that. And, and getting him to what he needs to get to is difficult. So I had my older son a lot my oldest son used to go on my marches with me we'd be in the front of the of the stop the violence march and my oldest son was right there with me now because i wasn't honed in on who i was and i was still looking for external validation now i'm starting to do all of this other stuff so i ended up in it worked out but at the same time it didn't have to go to this. So I ended up, you know, getting and started my own medical supply de delivery business. I was working for a pizza chain, delivering pizzas at night. I was doing all this extra stuff, trying to make all this extra money that I really didn't have to, to try to, to try and prove my worth to somebody who never saw my worth in the first place. Because no matter what I did, it was never enough. And I tried and tried and tried more and more and more, but it was never enough. And eventually I ended up leaving a job that was a great, awesome job that tied to everything that I was trying to do to go and get my CDLs and drive trucks so I can make a whole bunch of money for someone who never valued anything about me in the first place. So even in me doing that, me relocating to an entirely new city that I never lived in to go to a trucking school to start a new career, it still wasn't enough. Even after she complained about all of these different things that, and I, everything that she had an issue with or everything that she had to complain about, I addressed it and got it and it still was never enough because the issue never was me. 
But had I had my self-value and my self-worth and my self-esteem, it wouldn't have mattered. I would have been able to disconnect myself from that situation and say, hey, no, no, you are on the right path. You are doing the right thing. But because I did not, it led me to eventually being something great because I met my current wife in the city that we're in and we have a beautiful family and we've been married going on four years as the recording of this video. I'm sorry, of this podcast. So everything ends up working itself out. However, I had to go through a lot of things. So I know people are asking, well, how do you get to know yourself? How, uh, how do I avoid these pitfalls or how do I get myself? I know you ask yourself, how do you get yourself out of the pit, these same pitfalls? I know a lot of people are going through a, a similar circumstance. It may not be my exact story, but you're going through a very similar circumstance. And you're like, well, I don't even know how to get out of that. So I'm going to I'm going to go through a, a few things that help me get out of it, help me understand who it is. So how do you get to know yourself? Because in order for you to avoid a lot of pitfalls, you have to know who you are. You have to know who you are. So you have to first off accept who you are and know why you are that way, even if other people don't agree with it. Many of us have parts of ourselves that we hide or that we try not to acknowledge or that we try not to embrace because we're like, oh, my significant other won't, won't like that or my parents won't like that. Quick story, me and my father, we were making a, a YouTube video. You know, uh, uh, we were doing a biblical research video we were doing you know a little bible study so i had a pink shirt on coral colored shirt actually it's a coral color shirt now i'm the type of person i i it was a point of time where i enjoyed wearing the color pink different shades of pink like coral salmon things like that my father had a big issue with me wearing the color pink and so he was trying to get me to change the shirt he was like you gonna I don't want you to wear that shirt in this video because you're going to make us look weak and girly. And, and I said, how does pink make you look weak and girly? Are you weak and girly? No. So why do you care? Why do you care? And I said, do you even know? He was like, pink is a girl color. I said, do you even know where that idea comes from? You don't even know why you believe what you believe. Where we get this gender bias color from, where blue is for boys and pink is for girl, girls, that was actually an advertising that was created here in America to help sell things to different sexes. So I think it was the late 1800s, early 1900s, they came out with this advertising mechanism where we're gonna attribute blue to boys, pink to girls, so that way we can sell more things to each sex, specifically for these things, because they were trying to raise up, up the sale of things. So that's how that's how, that was an advertising campaign that was created. Most people don't know that. So most people are here attributing colors to a gender based off of something to get you to spend your money, not because of something that's actually part of like reality, something that's part of nature. Y'all under like people aren't getting that. And so here I am having this discord back and forth with my father about a pink shirt. And what and what we don't realize is. And what I was trying to get him to understand, and I actually learned this about myself later on, everything has a purpose. So even the color pink, pink represents friendship, affection, harmony, 
inner peace, approachability, compassion, love, peacefulness, and being approachable. Those are all things that I was symbolizing. How is any of that girly? How is being affect you? You want to be affectionate. You want to show people that you represent friendship and that you're approachable. But because he didn't understand what was going on, it was a problem for him. But that was a part of myself that I had accepted. I like wearing shades of pink. Nobody's going to throw me off of that because anybody who knows me and anybody be able to tell you this, there's nothing quote unquote girly about me. But as an individual who is looking to know themselves, that's the first thing you got to, because you're going to start researching yourself. You're going to start saying, hey, there's some things that I like. You got to be able to accept those things, even if your parents won't accept them, even if your wife won't accept it. Even if your spouse won't accept it, even if your friends or your or your family members, your siblings, your co-workers, even if they won't accept it, you have to make sure that you still are willing to accept those things because that's how you get to know yourself. Some of you all know exactly what it is that you want and what it is that you like to do. But many of you have spent your entire life living out someone else's dream. And you have to break that in order to get to know yourself. For those of you all who are spending your life living someone else's dream. Some of you all have even played a sport or you play a sport because it was the only time your father would engage with you and you did, and you just wanted to have a connection with him. So you got to really figure out what it is. Like, why do you do what you do? You have to know why you do what you do. Because if you don't, then you're not going to really know yourself. Even some people, they even choose a college or, or choose a major in college, not because it's something that, that they enjoy, but it's because it's something that their parents felt would be a wise career choice. So you have to get to know yourself and you have to sit down and start discovering the things that you authentically like and enjoy. Figure out what your creative skills and purposes are. And I want to tell you four quick ways to figure this out. So the first way is to find what is something that comes to you easily, but others struggle with. And then once you figure that out, you need to break that down to its roots and skills and then look for all the ways that you can apply these skills. So let's just say, for instance, let's just say you're a rapper. You love rapping. Rapping actually comes easy to you, but it's difficult. Brothers. I know I can't rap. Now, you might not be able to be successful at rapper because nowadays everybody in the hood want to be a rapper. Ever, nobody wants to be like the manager. Nobody wants to be the promoter. Everybody wants to be the talent. So it's a little oversaturated right now. But let's just say, you know, you're a rapper. Well, what skills are attributed to rapping? So you have writing, you have speaking, and you have creating. So now you can look and say, okay, well, what careers can I get involved in that still allows me to utilize these skill sets and do what I love to do? Because sometimes it's not the thing that you like to do. It's the part of yourself that that thing allows you to express that you that you like to do that thing and you may not know anything else so a couple of careers and this is just an example a couple of careers for rappers you can write movie scripts 
If you can write raps, you can write movie scripts. You can do voiceover work. If you can speak into the microphone for a recorded rap, you can speak into the microphone for a recorded voiceover work. You can do voiceover in movies. You can do voiceover in commercials. You can do radio voiceover work. These are all things that you can do. You can write a book. You can write a pamphlet. You can write essays. These are all things that you can do with the same skill set as a rapper. So that's the first, that's the first way to figure out what it is that you like to do that are your creative skills and your creative purpose. Second way, with something that gets you extremely upset. So I'm gonna give you an example. For me, one of the things that gets me extremely, well, just actually connected two things, but that, that get me extremely upset is misinformation and ignorance. When I see people spreading misinformation, it's like a literal fire gets lit inside of me and I want to correct the misinformation. I want to correct it as soon as I hear it. As soon as I hear someone say something ignorant, it, I get a strong fire inside of me and I want to correct that. When I hear something, even if it's truth, but it's based on a lie, I get a strong fire to where I want to, when I want to correct that. So typically that thing that gets you extremely upset or angry is part of your creative skill. Number three, what's something that you would do for free if you could? Think about, and I know a lot of people have been asked that question, but I'm just going over these four ways, four quick ways for you to figure this out. One of those ways, number three that I've come up with, which has really helped, is what's something that you would do for free if you could? And then the fourth thing, quick way, is to take a personality test like the DISC assessment. So the personality test like a DISC assessment would be awesome to help you figure out your authentic skill set and your creative purpose. So those four things, so going back over them really quick, take a personality test like the DISC assessment. What is something that you'll do for free? What's something that gets you extremely upset and then the last one or the first one that I started with, what's something that comes to you easily, but others struggle with. And then I want you to break that down to its roots and its skills, and then look for all the ways that you can apply those skills once you break it down. So there is power in knowing yourself, not just for you, but for others as well. And I want to leave you all with a quote. And the quote says, one man's obedience is tied to so many other people's destiny. Even my obedience, my knowing who I am, my knowing what my creative skills and my gifts are, me knowing that my, that my gifts are my voice, my ability to research, and me knowing that I have a fire to help people get information that will help them improve themselves. Me knowing that, is why I'm here and I have the ability to teach you all. And because I'm able to teach you all and give you all information and give you all ways 
to help yourselves become who you need to be. That's my obedience being tied to your destiny. So you may not be inspired to start a podcast or a YouTube video or a YouTube video channel or, you know, working for yourself, but you may be able to find if you're, let's just say you're somebody who's bouncing around from job to job and you just can't find happiness at your job. Well, by me breaking down how to find yourself and you going, you figuring out, hey, this is what I like to do. You can now go and find a job or career that you thoroughly enjoy because it gives you the opportunity to do the things that you love to do. It does the things that that put your skill sets on display that gives you the opportunity to exemplify your skill sets every day. So you're not gonna you're not going to get burned out. You're not going to mind going in every day. You're not going to mind going above and beyond for that company because you're doing what you were naturally created to do at that company. So by me teaching you how to find these things, this can change your whole life, change your your, your family's life. If you have a spouse or children, now you're able to be more stable for them. But that's because I was I was I was being obedient to who I am and that helped you with your destiny. Now think by you doing that. Who can you inspire by you being obedient to your destiny? And obedience isn't always, oh, let me throw away everything and just go on this, you know, weird spiritual journey. No, it doesn't always have to be that. It could be you volunteering at the local high school and you teaching children, you being a tutor to children and you pouring into them. You could be great at math and you're going, you tutor children. You can tutor, tutor the sports team. You got one of the star athletes who are struggling with math. And now you've helped them understand math in a different way that they that their teachers couldn't get through to them. And then that child goes on and is able to have a productive future as a star athlete, as a professional athlete. And then they're able to take their family out of an impoverished community. Your obedience is tied to someone else's destiny. So we have to realize like, It doesn't always look, and I spoke about this earlier, it doesn't always look how we think it's going to look. But as long as you're obedient, your obedience can help other people in their destiny. So I want to thank you all for stopping by the kitchen. I hope today's entree was nourishing and you come back and visit us again as we go live from the kitchen.